0: Yeah, no rapper can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. Not a last mafioso, I'm an MC cop. Make him say go LL and do the wop. If you think you cannot rap me, then boy, I bet. Because I ain't met another rapper that can do that yet. Trendsetter, I'm better. My rhymes are good. I got a gold name plate that says I wish you would. Boom. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, America. Hello, hello, world. It is your new best friend, Kashmir, California, and this is the Pod is Good podcast, a.k.a. the Notorious P.I.G. Pod is good and all the time. This is episode 36, and we have an incredible show lined up for you today. You know how we do. You know I try to bring guests that bring you something, bring you value, bring you inspiration, bring you a moment To really rethink something, you know, whether it was talking about finances, whether it was talking about um, buying a home or whether it was talking about um, being Zen and and having meditation, whatever it is, that's what we do. We give you a moment to say, hmm, how could I do a little better in that area of my life? And this next guest of mine, she is an educator at heart. And so she's going to do exactly that. Whether you ask her to or not, that's what's going to happen. So, get ready, put your thinking caps on, sit in your desk, and be ready to be inspired. And I guarantee you're going to learn something today. So, without further ado, let us get the show started. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Mrs. Kimberly Barrow. How are you, love? I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy thank you for being here with us today. How have you been? Working. Yeah, your your mic is kind of cutting out just a little bit all of a sudden. So I want to make sure you're good. I don't want anybody to miss anything because I know. Okay.
1: How's that, that?
0: That's better. That's better. That's my, better.
1: My mic sound nice.
0: There you go. Now you, now you're right. Now you're right. <laughs> okay. okay. So I heard you've been working, doing a lot as always, as always, you know, that's, that's the LA life, right?
1: And you know, yeah, we, know. we yeah. keep it pushing, right? As always. Now, were you born in LA? I was not born in L.A. I was born in Tuscaloosa, Alabama.
0: Let's go. Let's go.
1: Tuscaloosa.
0: Tuscaloosa. If if you don't already know it, Tuscaloosa sounds like one of them made-up names in the movie where they're lost, and they're like, where are you? I'm in Tuscaloosa or something like that. It sounds made up.
1: (laughs) It does, right? Yeah, but, you know. I've been in LA since I was eight years old. So okay. I say I'm from LA. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. still a Bama girl. Yeah, yeah. I get all the way. that I get
0: that. I get how often did you used to go back when you were a kid?
1: I went back every summer. And I um I did go to school there. I would say up until third grade. So I was here okay. in third grade. And I went to school there in fifth grade. So yeah, my mom moved back to Alabama um, my first year of college. Oh, wow. So that was kind of difficult. Cause she was like, now you're on your own, you grown. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, don't leave me. I didn't leave you and go away to college. And right? I wanted to.
0: Right. You know, that, but that's what I did when I was younger. It's like, I left uh, Missouri. We, I grew up, I was born in Missouri. But around three years old, we moved to California. But then each summer I would go back, and spend spend the summer with my grandmother and my grandfather, mm-hmm. all my tees, and you know, still getting that that southern Midwest loving. I loved you know. it. Love it. I'll never forget the summer my mom said that she came to pick me up from the airport and she didn't know who I was because I was so fat from all the good food. She's like, Where is he at? Like she literally didn't know who I was. I know.
1: My mother used to do the same thing. She like, look at y'all. Look at
0: your hair. Look at you. Look at you. All right. So I I really want to get into this educator that is within you. That sounds like it's been literally your life. Like That's my life. Higher life. Now, but I have to know, has that always been the plan or was there anything else that was on the horizon when you were younger?
1: It's always been a plan. You know, um, I did go to school for sociology. That was my degree. Um, I wanted to be a social worker. So at the same time, that's still, you know, social working, still advocating for the family and the children. Yeah. And when I had my children, I just kind of moved into more into the educator role. Ugh. But you know, I was a parent educator during that time that I was a social worker. So, Yeah. You know, my my whole family, you know, how sometimes it's like your whole family is an educator and or a nurse or in, you know, in the medical field. So my family was more in that medical field. I mean, in the education field. So I took that route.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. So you're a social worker.
1: I was a social worker. Yes.
0: So, of course, you know, we've all heard, you know, the horror stories about being a social worker. So what was that? Time
1: like you, you know, I was the good social worker. Okay, okay. I right. my families love me because I did reunification, so mm-hmm. I reunited the children back home. I wasn't the one to take them from their home, that wasn't me, that yes. wasn't my role. So I reunited children back. Um, and the way I did that is um, through the courts the families had to do certain tasks in order to get their children back. Hmm. So I was the family social worker who went into the homes and helped guide the families, did parenting classes for the family, did um, drug testing if if needed. Wow. Dying housing for them to have adequate housing for their children to reunite to. Hmm. And working through the county, I didn't work for the Department of Children's Services, Children and Family Services. I worked for um, a nonprofit organization that reunited it, that did reunification. So yeah, my family loved me. The children loved me. And they were you know, even if a child is neglected, they definitely still want to be with their families, of course, of course, oh, so, that's all I heard. What do you want? You know, when I would do the counseling with the children, tell me about yourself what 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 is it that you need? Mm-hmm. And they like, I need my parents, I need my mom, I need my dad. Wow, and I was there to help them do that and
0: now are there like um levels with with like um what am I trying to say? Like a, more severe issues for the reason that the child was displaced out of that family. are they like, well, you're like a level three, so you have to go through all of these things to get your kid back. whereas yours was more of this situation. If you do that, then you're, or was it all the same?
1: It was all the same, you know, it just depend on the family and if they wanted how much they wanted their children back. And when your child is being removed, it could just be because of neglect. You yeah. know, we don't look at le- neglect as, say, a level, right? Yeah. Uh, or the way they're neglecting their children. Or if a, ch- uh, a parent or if parents are on drugs, right? How do you say, oh, they're on drugs and that's higher or they're neglecting and that's higher? Or mm. parents are experiencing some type of... You know, social emotional issue, or they might have some type of mental illness. There's, there's not a level. It's just how the child is being removed, and then what's going to happen to that family, you know, when for reunification. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what's important, you know.
0: That's interesting because yeah, I, I I'm glad I asked that because I always thought that like let's say a parent who's a single parent and has. Three kids and so she's trying to work or he's trying to work a couple of jobs and somehow fire breaks out they they show up and they realize like whoa these kids are in the house by themselves and they're underage like that kind of situation would be drastically different in reunification than like you know you're you're on drugs and there's like mental and emotional abuse going on with the kid like you're 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 gonna have to do more steps in some words It's what
1: you need to do in order and how much you want your children back. You know, I've I've I went through a lot during that time with some of my families where I was like, do you want your child back? Do you want your children back? What are -hmm. you going to do? How how hard are you going to work? There were families working hard, too. And there were families where it was like, you know what? I'm still going to take this hit and.
0: They're I don't like, know. They, you know, they cool. I mean, they cool, but this right here,
1: yeah, yeah. Wow, so, that's that's
0: painful. Yeah, yeah. and then to go back I to the kids, stories. and then to go back to the kids, and they're like, "I want my mom."
1: Yeah, that's all they wanted. Oh my god, it it just touched my heart. So I was what, like, "Let's work. Let's work with it."
0: Yeah. I, and around what ages were you normally dealing with?
1: I worked with. Um, I've worked all of children from birth to all the way up to like 12 years old, elementary. Yeah. Okay. So okay, up to yeah. sixth grade, eight, uh, middle school. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. Yeah.
0: Now, Now, can you give us a story? I mean, I know some of it's, well, all of it's personal.
1: Oh, it's, it's, I, I mean, can. Any stories I'll- you
0: can throw out?
1: Okay. Let me tell you this story. I I actually always share this story with people, so you like, please share it with us.
2: Okay.
1: There was a family that um, I had a family that was on drugs. She was she was doing drugs. It was a single parent mom, and this mom I had to dress drug test her weekly, right? So every week there were times where I went to her house, um, and You know the agency allowed for us to do drug testing in the homes uh, if we watch the family with the door open in the bathroom. Gotcha. So pretty much pee in the cup, right? Yeah, Yeah. in the cup. That was the drug test. And this particular mom, we have been going through it. I have been going through with her. I'm like, come on now. If you want your children, you know you you gotta you gotta test negative. Let's do this and one week it would be, you know, just be positive and pot. And I'm like, come on now, what you going to do to get these children back? Yeah. So this family, this mom, she decided this one day her child was at the house. Um, She had a child at the house. And I said, if you don't test negative, your child is going to be removed. This child is going to be removed. Right. Mm-hmm. So she went in the bathroom And she kept calling her son for some reason. She just kept calling him and saying, bring me some water. Bring me some water. She's like, Kimberly, I can't pee. I can't pee. Bring me some water. So he's going back and forth. And I'm kind of standing to the side. I'm not really like watching her pee and watching him. I do see him go and get the water and bring it to her back and forth. So I'm trying to give her a little bit of privacy. Right, right. Tess come back positive for drugs cocaine just you know i was like damn i've been working so hard with her like <sighs> and so i have to let her know like your drug test came back and you know what's gonna happen if your drug test comes back you know positive positive. Yeah. and i told her i said your drug test came back positive um your social worker is more than likely gonna be here to remove your child. And she was like, Kimberly, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened because I you was in the living room and I didn't even pee in the cup. I let him pee in the cup. I was like, oh, he peed in the cup. (laughs) I was like, oh my God.
0: Well, your son on drugs, I don't know what else to do.
1: (laughs) That's what I said. I was like, "Well, if he on drugs, he's definitely being removed." So I'm sorry, but you know. How
0: do you? How do you like? Like you said, somebody like that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of others you worked with a lot. You were there with them. You're talking with them day after day. Like you're trying to help them out. How do you, or did you, do a good job keeping it at work and not bringing it home?
1: Oh man, that's. That's called secondary traumatic stress. Mm. Yes, I brought that home mm. every day. And, you know, it, we'll talk about it a little later. But, yes, that secondary traumatic stress is where you feel the stress of the families or the children or who you're working with. And you yeah. bring that on to yourself. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I met and I was on call 24 hours. As a social worker. So yeah, um, they can call me all night and sometimes they did call me. I had families call me two in the morning and I had to get up and go and see what was going yeah, on. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially sense. because you want to try you we had to keep those children safe. Yeah. And if the children were back home with the family, I had to make sure, you know, if there was a, a domestic violence case. I had to make sure I get into that home to, or remove that family, take them somewhere. I was taking them places. Yeah, like I said, I was finding them homes. Even to this day, I, I'm still looking for apartments for people. I'm not even a social worker. <laughs>
2: wow.
1: I'd be like, oh, that apartment for rent. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even yeah, know wow. why I, I live in a house. <laughs> wow. I'd be like, hmm, that's for rent. Okay.
0: Wow. Mm,
1: look for it for
0: so, so you, so you enjoyed the work. You really enjoyed. I it. did.
1: I, I do. I enjoy the work. Of yeah. Love. I, I, love working with families and children. So, like you said, that's my whole life. That's what I've been doing. I'm, I'm still doing it. Twenty five years strong in the game.
0: Go ahead. You know,
1: now. It. Clap thank it
0: up, for clap it. Clap it up, so for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so knowing that you love the work so much, what then? caused the exit? Because I'm assuming at some point you stopped being a social worker. So what made it stop?
1: We burn out. (laughs) Burnout is part of the work.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Um, Yeah. I can say I burnt out of, I hit that six year, they say seven years. So I was six years in it as a social worker. Um, I did burn out. I felt like my a lot of my families were manipulating me mm. because I did care so much. Yeah, because I wanted uh, so much for them. I mean, I was ready to bring them children in my into my own home. I even, you know, I talked to my husband. I'm like, it's a child that she wants to come home with us, and I'm ready to bring her home with me. And, you know and i didn't bring that particular child home with me but in the process i did end up adopting a child oh wow but i didn't yeah. bring that child home but yeah i burned out of social work but i still stayed in the field because at that same time i was helping the families like i said um get on that path of taking care of their children and putting them in parenting classes and You know, we don't know how to be a parent. We say that. Right. Or but at the time I was coaching um, families on how to be um, a mother. And at the time I can say I wasn't a mother and a lot of my families did call me out um, and was like, how are you teaching parenting when you don't have a child? And I had to step back a little bit. I did. And at first I took it personal, but then I was like, because they were like, oh, this book stuff you got going on here that you teach. So yeah, but yeah, I can
0: imagine you taking that personal. It's like, yeah, and I didn't tell me what I can't do.
1: Yeah. Don't tell me
0: I I got a mama. Okay. So I I do know something.
1: And I was reading the books, and the book said, You need to. Take care of your child this way. All right. But yeah, so yeah, I, I burned out. But at the time I was counseling the children and I still love that. Yeah. So I knew that, like, like I said, I always loved children as a teenager. I, um, you know, babysat and mm-hmm. that love for kids stayed um, in my path. And that's the path that I kept from moving on from a social worker moved into more of a, a educator, teacher. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. But I have to ask, like um, when you did become a mom later on, did you look back and go, Yeah, they was right, or were you like,
1: I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I didn't know those um you know those personal issues they shared them, yes, yeah, but I didn't know, and I said, now I'm a parent, yes, I do know, yeah, now
2: yeah.
1: and yeah. I you know i'm I, I yeah, my feelings was hurt because I was like i I took parent I got a parent certification to teach in these trainings and coach, All right. so
0: they were like and and what and
1: And one lady was like, um, excuse me. She was like, are you a parent? Uh I was like, no, I'm not. She was like, well, you can't tell me nothing. Oh.
0: You know, that reminds me of like the conversations I used to have, especially people in LA because the people in LA love their dogs. People in LA with a dog that they love so much that they swear it's just like having a kid. And I'm like, it's (laughs) not. And then, then. But thankfully, you know, they were some of them were born uh, later on, have a kid. And I'm like, So, is your kid like a dog? And they're like, No, there's nothing. Right. I'm like, don't try to equate the two. So it's interesting or funny actually. She was like, um, are you a mom or no? Okay, well then <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me about no book.
1: <laughs> I don't care what you learned. Yeah.
0: You got to live this. You gotta live this. That's cool know. though. That's cool. Yeah,
1: that, that I respect it. We I respect it. I did. Yeah. And, you know, and then say even we have teachers, educators who aren't parents, but you don't. So yeah. I, I don't take anything away from my educators who are not parents. Yeah. But they still in the field because they love these children.
0: Your your love for for uh you know the kids and bringing people together, it just makes me wonder that. If on the playground, you used to be the one that was like, come on, talk to, no. why are you guys fighting? No? Like bringing them together. <laughs> <laughs> Were you that kid? That was why like, are you talking like that? Why are we all fighting, you guys? Let's just jump rope or something. And you just wanted everybody to be
1: peaceful.
0: There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Bringing
1: peace. Bringing peace to, yes, to the children. Why? Why? Let's yeah. not fight. I I didn't fight growing up either. I was like, we don't have to fight. We ain't got to fight. Why? Why? Come on. Why? Yeah. Don't 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 have me. Uh. Don't have me. Don't let me. The, the
0: the the wise, you know, immortal words of Rodney King. You know, can't we all?
1: Oh, can not we just all get can't along? That was just... me. That was me. I'm still that person today. That's what's up. Even yeah. I, I'll tell somebody, man. I'd be like, I don't really got your back. Like, <laughs> I do, but I don't.
0: I do, but right? I don't. To a certain point, right. like, like right up to that line, I, you know, I'm your girl. But then when you cross that line, you ain't young. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm a ride or die. I'm a ride or die. I
1: got I your guess. back, but I'd rather not
0: die. Say, yeah, you'd rather just ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not die, though.
1: <laughs> I got your back. I got your back. But I have, you know, I got people who got my back, so I know I got to go. have their back, too.
0: There you go. All right. So then you got to, you, you burnt out, right? Six years in, it happens. Six, seven That's years, that. we all go through that like, what? what is this? I don't know about this no more. You left being a social worker and transitioned into...
1: I actually transitioned into a family child care provider where I did um, family child care in my home. Uh, Because at that time, I I moved into, I had my own children. Yeah. So having your own children, y'all know daycare costs? Costs a lot. And I had two children. So I was like, am I going to work? To put my children in child care? No. I'm going to stay at home and take care of my children and I'm going to take care of everybody's children in the community. Yeah, and that's what I did um, because at the time, like I said, I had recently adopted my son hmm. and so adopting him made me know that it's time to have my my children with me. Yeah, Let's do this. Let's educate them. Let's go into the field that I love. Yeah. And I moved straight into that and did that and pretty much still doing that.
0: And how a different,
1: on, on a different level.
0: Gotcha. And how old was your son when you adopted him?
1: My son, well, we met my son when he was five months old. Oh, wow. He was actually at a childcare center where my daughter was attending. She was attending a family childcare home and the um, owner was not only a provider, child care provider, but she also was a foster mom. So at the same wow. time, so yeah. Wow. Yep. So he was five months old, but it takes like 18 months for all to happen. He was about two right. years old right. when he was fully um, in our home.
0: And how old was your daughter at the time? When, when he finally got my home. daughter,
1: my my children are six months apart. Six months apart. so
0: like so my daughter that, said so that was easy.
1: There's twins. That's what I told people. My children are twins because I had two at the same time at the same age. They right. they they're six months apart in age, but they were the same in grade.
0: Wow. That's yeah. awesome.
1: And yeah, that's awesome that is. they grew
0: up together from from they, such a young age, it's like that's all they know. They, don't, they, they grew don't up together.
1: People. Yeah, they moved out together. <laughs> they haven't came back. That part. Yet. I was like, "Ooh, we got two graduations." Yes. Okay. You go okay. that way. You go. We was empty nesters at the same time.
0: I know you loved it. I know you loved it.
1: Ooh,
0: all right, but let's me. let's go back. Stop stop being so excited about the empty nest. And I hear you. Let's let's get back. <laughs>
1: No bragging,
0: right? Okay. Right. She's like, now that you see, I feel like I need to book a flight somewhere because I ain't been out the country mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about that time. She's about to um, go to the
1: DR next month. Yeah. Oh yeah?
0: DR. Yes. I love it. I love it. All right. So so you have a, a a childcare business at home. You know, I actually had that idea a long time ago. Um I didn't do it obviously but i was about to buy a house in palmdale and i was in that area thinking you know what there's like a lot of homes in these new developments Tons mm-hmm. of go out here to to settle okay. down they probably could use child care like i'm gonna have this child had you know the home that i was looking at had um the, the in-law suite yes i was, I was like i'm gonna yes. turn the in-law suite into child care and i started looking through all the the, the, the state, you know, credentials and recommendations and legal things and uh, never bought the house. so I never did it. But yeah. that process and getting there, was that difficult? Was there a lot of red tape or was it pretty smooth?
1: It was a smooth process. You with family child care, as far as like education, it's on your own of educating yourself to be, you know, to provide that high quality care that yeah. you want for your families and your children. And it's just, you just go through community care licensing, which they just want to make sure that your home is safe for these children to be in that environment. Gotcha. Easy, yeah. take some classes, and you educate yourself. And 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 that's exactly what I did. I, I wanted to be the best in the field. I, I was accredited. My home was accredited. I went through accreditation. Lots of programs, resources. Like I said, I very cool went to school, got a degree, you know, just all of that. So,
0: you went all in.
1: I went all in because that that was the field I love, and I wanted to make sure that I was educated in this field to educate not only the children, but my parents, my caregivers also. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, for someone that was burnt out with dealing with families and kids and this, you kind of like hopped out the frying pan into the fire. Because it feels like you went into, you know, it's even more demanding. It's more intense. Oh. There's multiple kids. They're right here every day. It's not like I go to the house or I get a call. It's right. Like they're yeah. here in my house all day long. So I'm oh trying goodness. to find out where the relief from the burnout it's really like, was. Where
1: was it? Oh, I know. Right.
0: Was there like some time that I'm missing between the end of one to the start of the other? I mean,
1: man, you're right. I, I just stay with my love. It's, and it's my passion. It's my calling. So, you know, we say God is good. We know God is good and I'm following his footsteps, you know, for my path. And that was my path. Um, These families and children. So I stay. I stayed there. I moved from that and I always look at you know my role my journey from from here to there because like I said it it still led to the family and to the children but just in a different yeah. on a different road yeah right
0: yeah no, that makes sense God will give you the relief the the energy that you need to continue down that yeah so that makes sense it
1: was, and it was a different um Family dynamics too. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I was I was deep in the community. Um I was in Watts area. Just I was I was in there. I was up in there. I was in the projects. Mm. I was as a social worker, I was in there. You know, I used to drive in those in the area. And people like you, the social worker. They they know who you are. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You going to Tanya's house? Yep. You want me to watch your car? Yeah,
0: yes, yeah. Please. Yes. Please. And while you in there, tell her I want my seven dollars too. <laughs> <laughs> Before she. I was leave. like,
1: yes, yes. I I mean, I had to relate to the community, and I yeah. did. And yeah. that that's what I loved. And but bringing it to, um, you know, working with the families and children, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a, it was a difference in the I could say in my people and gotcha. in, in the difference in taking care of their children.
0: Yeah. OK, this is my last question about social work and then we're going to move on. But it just kind of hit me when you talked about uh, what God will do for you. Do they have any parameters of how you work with the families? Do they ask you to not bring your religious, uh, you know, ideas into it? Do they want you to kind of keep it, you know, very straightforward? Do they or or, or they do they kind of just let you go and say, "Hey, you know, unleash your personality or whatever you feel, whatever your heart generates in those moments and do the work?"
1: Okay, but who are you talking about, They. Who um, is that?
0: Whoever is the governing body of social worker. like <laughs> oh The, the, the National body. Association of Social Working.
1: Well, you know, of course you go through some trainings and you want to meet the family where they are. Yeah. And most times it, with our families, it was about in my case reuniting their children together. Yeah. So I stay, I did build family relationships. So that's what you know. You you go through some learning and some teaching. Then that's why I said you go through your um, learning as far as like the environments that you're in, how to stay safe, how to be safe outside in the community, how to be safe inside when you're inside these homes. Um, so you, if if they want, you let your light shine in whoever you are, you know? Um, as far as like saying, bringing God into their home, I brought myself as far as what I'm going to, provide in your home I like you know me I'm all about peace so that's what I brought to them um, the coaching and the teaching and the training and what can we do so you can either keep your children in the home or reunite your children back home
2: oh. so
1: I brought that that peace to them um, if they wanted to talk about God we talked about God but it majority of that we talked about what steps you have to do in order to bring your children home or prevent them from being removed. Gotcha. That's okay. what we stayed, but yeah, I, they saw the light in me.
0: Gotcha. I, I bet they did. I can
1: see Here that.
0: You go. I can see that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let your light shine wherever you go.
0: Wherever you go. And it's the brightest in the darkness. Yes. Um, so how long did you have the, the daycare? Child
1: care. I had the, the child care for 15 years.
0: 15 years? Mm-hmm. That's pretty
1: much until your kids were about to
0: graduate high school. That's right. Wow. That's right. Wow.
1: Yes, yes.
0: yes. And so as they got older, did they uh, help out? Or were they like, "Oh, these kids?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. My children love kids. That's, That's because I'm they had an educator in house. I was an educator, my husband's an educator, so yeah, um we definitely show them the that way that route, gotcha, and they did they they helped out with the children they love they love the children just just as much as we did. I'm trying to get them to be educators now, like. <laughs>
0: Wow. And so, so this, this uh, foundation that, you know, your life is kind of laying out and just, you know, loving kids, loving families, wanting to help people, bring people together, being an to educate, all those things. Um, how does it materialize into you then becoming uh, an actual educator of kids?
1: It's always, you know, that's, it's, it's the love cool. is the journey that path that I want to stay on uh-huh. and I just made sure that I stay focused and stay with where I want to be in this field and being an educator um that's just me um, like we always say teachable moments
0: yeah
1: um whenever I... You know, so basically, you going, you were
0: educated throughout.
1: Throughout, that's just that's just how it just it just moved. It just yeah. moved in throughout my whole life. Um, sometimes, even if I'm having just a conversation with people, I might bring in, you know, this is because that, you know, like I was just telling you, oh, that's secondary traumatic stress. You know, I'm bringing in the coaching of how we feeling and our wellness and everything,
2: and
1: yeah, that's just. That's just me. That's so just, it, it's just who, it's just where life has died me. I try to be, live right. I try okay. to live right. You know what I'm saying? Lord, okay. I just want to live right. That's just all I want to do. I just want to live right. So all right. All right. Um, when it comes to the work that I'm doing, saying, just want to keep that path going, keep that teaching, that training and everything just, just flows. And it moves in that way. So that's all I could yeah. pre- I can sum it up that way. Yeah. Sum it up.
0: That makes sense. All right. Tell us about uh tell us about
1: VCI. VCI is village creation interventions. Huh. And village creation interventions actually kind of um, a connection to village creation, childcare which was my childcare oh, and that okay. was the name. I kept my name village creation childcare. And so now it's no longer childcare it's village creation interventions. And so village creation intervention is more of a nonprofit organization, pretty much where the organization is dedicated to like advocating for children and families, giving them that the resources, providing Early intervention uh, for children with developmental delays and autism. Um. So that's starting from birth to three years old. And that's that early intervention, giving them that early start, where it's pretty much where I will, with my families, I give them like a set of strategies and pretty much, you know, just um, help them develop. In a way that if you feel like your child have some red flags or some type of developmental delays, that's where I step in and come in. Whether it's through um, social emotional learning, whether it's um, physical and cognitive development and language and literacy. And that's from zero to three. And that's what village creation is pretty much. That's the role that I'm on now is where I'm providing the services and not that, that direct services to the children and families with developmental delays or intellectual disabilities.
0: Wow. And so give me an example uh, for us novice learners, uh, educate you on, um, on a red flag that might show up and how you might um assist in, in in helping that family work with that
1: so sometimes you know we have okay from birth right you try to follow those milestones of when your child is born and what they should be doing at mm-hmm. a certain age right? right right you look at where you saying, okay my child is four months old they should be eating solids or you know by nine ten months they should be crawling or walking so those are the steps that you might think because society might put on that um at this age your child should be doing this at this age right so if your child is we can say that a typical developing child is pretty much talking, have some language, cooing at pretty much saying, have a couple of words at let's just say 18 months or let's just say at one years old, right? You can hear your child, maybe say mama and daddy at yeah. one doing those things. Right. They're moving At one, they might be crawling and at one years old, if your child is not crawling or even have some type of vocal language, then that's where I might come in and you might talk to your doctor because right, you know, as a parent that when you go to the doctor, your doctor is doing those wellness checks on your child. Like how many words they might have at this age. And you say, oh, Got about 25 words, right? Or you might say, I haven't even heard my child talk or say anything, Mm -hmm. so that might be those red flags with that language and literacy. It it. with that physical, there's no movement, there's no crawling, there might be a little bit of rolling, you know, here and there, but the crawling at one year old or not, or the pull up. So those are where those red flags will, will come in, where it, where it could be, whether it's their speech and their language, where it is it their physical, or even if you're playing with toys and they're not focusing on you or looking mm. at you, there might be some red flags and you might say, oh, I think my child may have some type of developmental delay.
0: And so let's, yeah. just, say, let's just say it was like a language um, delay. What is like, let's say, one of the first few things that you would address in trying to figure out if there's a problem or not?
1: So coming to you, I actually come to the families to their home and do that direct services Uh and that direct service that I would do because we've noticed. First, I'll do an assessment and um, and that's the ages and stages assessment. Where it's just a few couple of questions to you as the family, and then some, um, just some tools that I'll do with the child. Maybe you know just some imitation of language and seeing what they might say or may not say during during um, my assessment. And from my assessment, I can say, okay, yeah, there there are some delays that, but we can work on those. And by the time your child is three years old, ready for school, or even if they're in school at that time, preschool, then they'll be, have that intervention where they're, they're pretty much, we're going to kind of get them back on track, right? Where are we using some language? So I'm going to do all types of activities with them. That's going to provoke their language uh, where, you know, their thinking skills getting them to do even just incorporating all of that, whether it's physical language and all of that. So, and then at the same time, teaching our families, these are some things you can do. Make sure you're reading every night to your child, every night, when your child gets of age, where you feel like they have learned to read, some children are reading at three, four years old, five years old, if they're reading at five, you should not be reading to them they should be reading to you. And you always stay on that path of reading. You always stay on that path of talking, talking to you. I've had families to tell me that since their child didn't talk, they didn't talk to their child. I've had a family tell me that. So it's like, you can still talk, you can talk to your baby. You talk to your baby in the womb, you know? right.
0: I mean, that's like, that's, that's like saying, well, since the water wasn't boiling, I ain't turned the fire on. Yeah. You just going to leave it.
1: But our families, you know, that's part of the teaching because every, everybody lacks somewhere. We lack the education somewhere. So like I said in the beginning, we never know. We always say, oh, as parents, I did the best that I could, or there's no book on parenting. Yeah. There's some of get, us oh. out there. There's there's here to teach. So I don't judge anybody who, yeah. who who don't know that you don't you you don't talk to babies. You know, right. I'm like, well, if you just start telling your baby everything, everything that you're doing, you putting on their shirt, you're gonna wash their face. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch you here. I'm gonna put on your diaper. I'm gonna wipe you. I'm use those language. Talk that's how you can talk to your
0: baby. You know? Yeah, and uh, it's funny. I was just telling um, uh, Ezra that, you know, she just turned 10, you know. <laughs> 10 <years old. laughs> and, uh, I told her, I was like, it's so crazy that she, I read to her the most. Like we both, me and Erica both read and sung to all of them, right? But I remember when Ezra was a baby, I was reading... Um, the e myth, I was reading the four hour work, work week. I, like, I had specific books I was locked in at the time. And so I would sit there and read those books to her. And right. yes, she's like seven months. Like, she's just yes. kind of, like, looking around. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm reading this, this text like it's a kid's story with all the inflection and all of, of that. Right. Course. And guess what? out of all three kids, she loves reading the most.
1: Exactly.
0: And and it took me a while to notice it because, you know, you think like, well, maybe she would have loved reading anyway, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: right, right. <laughs> it may not have had anything to do with you, but it, then when you see the other two and it's like, yeah, they read,
1: yeah. but
0: they don't love reading don't like her.
1: Reading. Exactly, yeah.
0: Like, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: that's what we, yeah, we... Yeah put instill that to our children so they can they might love learning when it comes to reading when it comes to you know even language expression and all of that so we give that when we talk about language and literacy literacy we give it all even if it's just the music i i i can remember when i was pregnant i didn't listen to like rap music and none of that. I, I just listened to classical and jazz. That's all yeah. I listened to. I don't know what it was. It was just something within me that I wanted. Yeah. And for, for nine months, I was like, I'm listening only to jazz music. Wow. And I did in some classical music and I played it for my baby at night when I was pregnant, all of that. I tell you, when I had my daughter, she couldn't sleep mm-hmm. i just put on kenny g
2: wow
1: to this day like she loves jazz she loves music oh so yeah it's you know we see those things and we can say that even when we talk about our children we as as mothers the food that we eat and you know, sometimes your child comes out and they're like, uh, "I hate peanut butter," and I'm like, "That's because I ate peanut butter the whole time I was pregnant, the whole you
0: know? time."
1: So it's like it's same with what you're feeding. You're still feeding. Yeah, you're feeding them the music, you are feeding them the language, and all of that. You you're getting, you know, you giving to your children. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, how big? That, is- that's the work that I do.
0: How big is your um, organization right now? Is it just you? Do you have others that work with you on the intervention? Um,
1: Right now, early, um, uh, VCI is just me. I'm doing that direct service. But in a month or so, I'm bringing on staff, training folks, those who are in that education field, the early early intervention. Um, I just went through a training myself through um, the Special Needs Network, and so they have a core um, program where it's teaching folks about um, creating those opportunities and those resources for early intervention. And you know, providing that equity that we all are looking for and that yeah. we, um, that we need uh, within our community because we know our black and brown are lacking. And so we want to be able to, give and support our our own right because yeah. we yeah. we we know they're getting what they need we need to get what we need and so in this core program it supports all of us in how you can look at early intervention as a career so yes it's right now yes it's it's me i've i've been doing the work so yes yeah. i definitely more um I'm gonna need some more help because Miss Kim be on the move, just doing it by herself. But
0: yeah, I already, I already know. But it's su- it's such a delicate service that I, I would imagine it's difficult to find the right people. You know that, that takes a lot of trust to get the right person that has the right manual mm-hmm. mm-hmm. care attention to yeah. detail. You know,
1: and that's true because that happens even with families. You know, when you come knocking on their door, they want to make sure that you are, you know, sometimes they families want to know you that you're educated. Yeah. They want to hear your background. What do yeah. you know in this field? Um, how much experience do you have? You know, have you been a parent? Or, you know, things like that. So... You, you got to come with your A game and I'm actually only hiring, um, those who have a BA degree in early child development and some, um, experiences I'm going to train you, you know, and, and like I said, I've been, I'm doing this work. So if I move you into one of my families, sometimes they like, "Mm, we just want you. Like, course, we, you know, we just want you because they know the work that I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, I also work for a behavior services, behavior um, service organization where I only work with children with autism. Ah. So in that organization, um, well, with that company, I'm just yeah, these are just the children with autism. So the families are still too. like, tell me your background. Like, as soon as I walk in, um, have you had an experience? Do you you know what you're doing? Because, you know, all of our children are unique. So we have to know how to um, provide that individualized service to that child. And everybody is different when it comes to, um, you know, being on the spectrum. So is no one child the same? You could say, "Oh, autism is this. Oh, is that? Everybody have a speech delay. Everyone has, you know, aggression. They show they they do all of these different behaviors." Yeah. No. No. Huh. We all unique, and we have we 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 come with a different personality. So yes, as um, a behavior therapist or as an early intervention practitioner. I have to know. And for those that I hire, I want them to know, have some experience. But like I said, I'm going to be, I'm making sure that I do the training. For yeah, them.
0: yeah no, that makes sense. And um, in your heart, because I know, you know, you're very much God led, you know, you pray on these things a lot. You know, these ideas come to you and you move on them when you feel like God has said, yeah, yeah, do that one.
1: Yeah. Um, that's how this started, James. You know.
0: I already know. So, so where do you feel or see God taking VCI? What is He doing with it through you?
1: Yeah. That was I was asking God that.
0: Like, what?
1: <laughs> Why are you asking me?
0: No. <laughs> You're like, doing? I don't know. Ask Him.
1: <laughs> God,
0: what you doing? Tell me what He said, cause I've been waiting.
1: Why? Why? You know what? Um, I have I have been praying. You don't know I um, before I switched um, early VCI uh, um, into VCI. I actually worked in childcare centers. So I worked, I um, at when when I closed uh, my childcare village creation childcare. I decided I'm going to go and work in a center because I had been doing my own thing from a social worker moving into doing my own thing. So I decided, let me work in the centers. Let me see what let me see what these centers are all about. You know, i am referring my children to these centers. You know, when they leave my child care program, they're going into these child care centers. Let me see what these child care centers are doing. And when I decided, like, I'm going to go and be um, an infant teacher or preschool teacher. And then from there, I moved into being a director. So I was a director of multiple centers um, in Cal. I won't say California, but in L.A. area, in the L.A. area. So being at these centers, I was like, they wasn't doing half the work that I was doing about you know, when I was a child care provider. So I'm going to tell you all now, don't sleep on the child care providers in home because they're educated. You know, once you interview them, you feel safe with your child being there. They're educated. They just like me. I went way out. I mean, I went all the way to get a master's degree still working from home. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. So Impressive.
1: But, but yeah, so moving... I, in my childcare, I'm I'm saying all of this to say, in my childcare, I did have children with developmental delays, right? So, I um, had that experience. Then, 2021, my mother passed away, right? Oh. I have a niece who has Jacobson syndrome. Jacobson syndrome is kind of like the cousin of Down syndrome. So Mm -hmm. if you see her, you would, you, we know, we all know what Down syndrome is. So if you see her, you would think she have Down syndrome. So she has a, a special needs, a disability, right? I have a cousin who have cerebral palsy. I, you know me, like you said, I give them my all. They are included always. And because I did that and when my mother passed, she was like, Kim, you need to be back doing the work with children with special needs? Oh. And I was just like, hmm. Wow. So then, yeah, I had to pray about it. I was like, Lord, wow, am I going gonna to take me from my job where I am? Um, because this is my belief. I believe, um, you know, I got to follow what God has for me. Yeah. So I left where I was working to start vci to start village creation intervention to work with children with developmental delays and autism because not only did my mother speak speaking in my ear i heard god say this is your route this is the way and yes i do believe that every day i trust him yes there was some doubt yeah. and i was just like how like I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to walk away. But there, you know, there was some things, some issues yeah. that led to my reason for leaving, you know, yeah. working with teachers. And that's what I was doing. I was doing the coaching um, yeah. with, with, with teachers and families. And I was like, this is not my path. This, this is not the way I'm supposed to go right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm leading here and yeah. And I'm telling you, bringing it back all around, I've been the most happiest in my life. Um, Some things have changed um, financially, (laughs) but we can- For the better or for the worse. At the time, at the switch, you know. Gotcha, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You leave leave your job and you, you know. (laughs) Um but that's part yeah. of that cross.
0: That's <laughs> part of that cross you gotta carry in the beginning. You better
1: trust me. You better trust me. So yes, I'm uh, like, I'ma trust you. And yes, um, you ask where is you know, where is this going? Yeah, and village creation is on fire, you know, yeah. it's on fire because I'm doing the work. Um, not only is it my calling, I'm doing the work and I'm supporting these children. And yes, every day that I step to them in their presence. Yeah. I'm praying, I'm praying yeah. for them. And they are, they are listening to me. They we're doing, you know, I'm doing the work and it's, yeah, it could get difficult at times. Um, But I said, God got you baby and God got me too. So yeah. we're on this road together. We're on this road together and I'm giving um, my heart. You know, I had a child yesterday. I can, I'm, I'm gonna say this here. Where, you know, like as a behavior therapist, um, we're, we're not, um, you know, you, you build a relationship with families, but you still have to have, you know, a line. Right. So um, I work with a child uh, with autism. He's, uh, he's in middle. I mean, he's in um, elementary school. And I was telling the mom, like he had kind of like a tough day. You know, but I was like, we were good, we were we were cool, and yeah. so his mom decided she was gonna take him to dinner at a restaurant down the street from the school, <clears throat> and um, I was like, oh, I ate that, I ate there for lunch, but I didn't finish my lunch because I had to go to work, huh. and um, he was just like, Kim is gonna join us for lunch. I'm so happy. He was like, I had such a horrible day. You know, his day was so horrible to him. It was horrible, but it it was tough. We did have a a tough day, but I was there with them. I was like, I'm here with you. You can get through this. But in all, just to hear that from the child to even say, I'm so glad that you're going to have dinner with us. wow. You know, and like I said, we have to keep that line. But you, you build a relationship and his mom. She's like, oh, my God, like. Yeah. He's so happy that you're here having lunch. And I was like, mm, okay, I'm happy too. You know? Yeah. But yeah. So it's the connection, not yeah. just the connection with the families, but you know, once you have that connection with those children, they, you know, they'll listen. It
0: they'll sounds listen. like you you've lived a, a a life of building connections. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure there's people that you may have forgotten about, by now, just because you work with so many people that still remember you. Yeah, Yeah. yes, thank you. The mark that you made and and all of that. So I know you connected with people and I'm hoping that you will be able to connect with this last thing I'm gonna ask you. Uh Uh-oh. Which is, I wanna know your top five.
1: Uh Uh-oh,
0: uh-oh. I wanna know your top five Sangers, S-A-N-G-E-R-S. Your top five Sangers. I just love music. I know you do. I know you do. You recently were at a concert listening and dancing and loving music right here in Hollywood. So.
1: you got me on the top five. Top okay.
0: five singers. You can go any genre. You can go any era. Your call. Uh, I need
1: to hear it. Okay, I love my girl. Y'all might not know who she is, but I love, love, love Natalie Cole. Oh, Sang.
0: She, yes, know, yes, know, yes. don't know who she is. Just I grew up now.
1: knowing her mm-hmm, and loving her. So I knew, yeah. you know, her family. She actually, you know, Natalie Cole actually went to Bethany. Baptist really? Church of West Los Angeles. She did. What? Yes, she did. So, um, and that's I so cool. love. Get Natalie um, on the show next. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I love Lettucey. Ah. Um, you
0: know, that's
1: nice. um, One of my sorority sisters. Yep.
0: Look at, look and. Okay, um, okay. I'm starting to get this <laughs> list. I'm starting to get the list there. <laughs> As a personal little connection with everybody, okay, okay.
1: Yes, um, I, I don't, I think she can sing, but I know some people may, you know, I don't know. But list, I love list. Monica.
0: Okay, Monica, Monica
1: don't make it in many top five. Lists, I know that's why I was but, like, I. Some people don't think she can sing, but I.
0: Hey, hey, I, I, I had. I had a guest. I had a guest that put Beyonce in his top five female rappers oh. of all time. So okay. you know, hey, people oh. got their list. I yes. don't judge. I don't judge. Yeah. I, mean, I might judge a little bit, but I don't judge. Yeah. And right, so
1: we got I, Natalie
0: Cole. No, no.
1: Yes. We got Natalie, Natalie Cole, Cole. I said Monica. Monica. Let's see. I love Jennifer Hudson. Now, mm. ain't nobody saying like Jennifer Hudson.
0: Ain't uh, she, that's the definition of Sanger.
1: Man.
0: Saying the I mm. right on out the word. That's
1: Oh, and. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, and Mahalia Jackson. I, I mean, I, I have to, I, that's.
0: That's a list. Yes. That's, that's, a list. list. That's, that's a list. That's a list of Sanger. You, you can create a whole playlist Yep, with singers and just interchange those songs from those artists. That's that's great. I that's love
1: that's who I love. It's a lot of other ones out there,
0: but yeah, yep, those. Yeah, now now I'm gonna be honest though. I'm gonna be honest. You did, you kind of squeezed Monica. Into- I know that's I mean, why when you came to, with them other names. I was like, ooh,
1: you put the pressure I, on Monica. I loved Monica when she was out. Like during when she was out, I loved yeah. her. Yeah, and absolutely. so I'm I'm staying committed.
0: I like it. I like it. And she's it. on. Yes, you she know, is. when
1: I listen, when I I listen, I really, really, really listen to music in my ears mm. when I'm flying. So when mm. I'm on the airplane, yeah. I have you know I got my playlist. She's in my playlist.
0: She's in your playlist. <laughs>
1: there
0: she's it is. I love it. I love it. Well, this yes. This has been an incredible time with you. I learned so much about not only you, but your quest, your journey, the 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 trail that you've left behind. You went um, above and beyond in in and attempting to take care of God's people in any way that you could and that's uh that's commendable. It's very Thank commendable. you. Very commendable. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being on the show. We're gonna end with Pod is good. All the
1: time,
0: Pod and is all good. All the time. Pod is good. Thank you so thank much. You. I will I will thank talk you. to you soon. I appreciate you. Be blessed. Continue to grow that uh VCI. I know it's gonna continue to do great things. We'll have you back on to hear the um the trajectory very soon.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. I had fun. You so glad.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. There it is. That is episode 36 of the Pod is Good podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Wow. Incredibly educational, incredibly motivational. And if you could just feel the love. That's one thing that was just leaping off the screen to me. And talking to uh, Mrs. Barrow today was just the love that she has for people, for kids, for families, even back on the playground. Even on the playground, she was can we all just get along? Why we got to fight? Come on, y'all. Let's go and hit, hit up this four square real quick. Who, who won't have the ball? You Come on in here. Tell, tell me the rules. I love it. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, subscribe follow us share it and keep 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 locked in with the movement because we will be coming back very soon. Once again, I'm your man Cashman in California. This is the Pod is good podcast and I will catch y'all on the next show. Peace out.